Welcome to Raw Talks. I'm your host, Lenore, and here is where the people connect to the story. Today, we'll be talking about beauty, cosmetics, and ownership. I will interview the owners of Pamper Me Spa, located at 529 North Azusa Avenue in Azusa, California, in the greater Los Angeles area. They have some promotions going on this month. Well, they have facials and spas available for couples. So if you guys have an created a special gift for your significant other try pamper me spa also they can be found on pamper me spa they can be found on ig guys at pamper me spa 529 so again that's pamper me spa at 529 and their website is www.pampermespa.net so I want to start off this interview just by giving some background information to the owners, Alex and Carol, who may not even know. So I had already had issues about my skin. I was just like, I need to get a facial. I would watch YouTube videos, Instagram about all these people using all these different products and getting these things done about the, you know, facial, microblading, all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I just knew that I had impurities on my face and I wanted it to be beautiful. I wanted my face to be beautiful and radiant where I didn't have to like cake makeup on my face because naturally I would cake makeup on my face so you wouldn't see the dark spots and all that extra stuff. That's pretty common. I know, right? So I was just like, I just don't want to do that. So I remember very vividly going to Starbucks. I love Starbucks, guys. And I saw the flyer on, like, the little boards that you can post announcements on. And I was like, Pepper Me Spa? I'm like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to get this. So I took the flyer, uh, the business card, off of the uh, board. And I was like, I'm going to reach out. I'm going to go. So then a month passed, and I was still thinking about, you know, getting a spa. And... I like literally like the day after I thought about that, I was in the um, Azusa Pacific digital printing shop. I remember that day. And you guys actually like walked in and I'm being nosy. I'm like, what they printing out? Like what's going on? You know? And I I was attracted to you guys because I knew that you are of a different ethnic background and I love your accent and all that. So I was just like being nosy. So then we introduced ourselves. I remember. um, And then Alex, right before you left, you handed me the same business card that I took from uh, Starbucks. So I'm like, I know this card. Like, <laughs> I know this. And I just knew it was confirmation that I needed to go. But also, I was going to Dallas at the time, and I was leaving. Yes. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm going to be back before the end of January to get the specials that you guys had going on. So when I came back from Dallas... During that time that I was away, I was really getting, like, prompted in the spirit to really move forward with Raw Talks, the YouTube channel, and the podcast. So then I'm like, well, God, you're going to show me who I'm going to interview and what stories need to be told. So I came across the the, the uh, business card again. I was uh-huh. like... I'm going to send them an email. That's like confirmation. Yes, confirmation. I'm going to send them an email. So I sent you guys an email. And then there's a couple days later, I'm like, I didn't hear anything. So I felt led to come here. So I'm like, let me just stop by and see if they got the, you know, the email or whatever. So when I came, Alex, you were there smiling. And, you know, I'm like, you remember me from the print shop, you know? Of course you do. And then I told you about, you know, having uh, me send the interview, the, uh, the invite for the interview. Yes. And you kind of overlooked it. It, but you went immediately to find it yes. and it was there and um just ex- got lost in transition i guess yeah you know sometimes you have to 
pop up on people, guys. You have to, you know, physically be somewhere for and, and just to do a follow up if you really want to do something. And I expressed, you know, that I wanted to interview guys and hear about your story. And you all are more than open to do that. And for those of you all who don't follow me on YouTube, we have um, the demo posted, which will showcase. The spa, my very first spa conducted by Miss Carol. Um, it's amazing, just so that you guys can feel a little bit, little bit more comfortable about getting your facials done. So that was just, just a little background about how I met these two beautiful individuals. And now we're going to jump right into the interview portion. So my first uh, question is, can you guys tell the audience a little bit more about where you come from? Like, what is beautiful about where you come from? Oh, you want to start off? So I've been doing, um, I've been in this industry for about 20 years. So my background is definitely skincare um, and cosmetic background. So I've done this for a long time. And I want everybody to feel really confident um, that they're in good hands. Mm-hmm. And you're from Lebanon, right, Miss Carol? Yes. And... I, done a lot of facials on different people different backgrounds your father in the spa and then my father had you know his own spa so I started working there with them even before I got my license and then on I went to Paris got my license and when I came to the state I also got my license and here I am. So you got a license in Paris. Paris. And then you got a license in the United States. Yes. Oh, see, that's dope. That is that is super uh, dope because a lot of the restrictions and the, you know, legalities of mm-hmm. licenses in different states and it's cultures different, is different. In, in yeah. And that's why, too, here we do a lot of the European facial. Mm-hmm. So you can see things that you don't normally, you know, experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really a different um different level okay and what about you alex uh well my personal background um um, i'm armenian first of all let me start off by saying thank you for doing this and uh, we appreciate appreciate that we're honored you're welcome uh and then uh yeah i'm armenian as you mentioned uh different um uh, you know ethnicity um one of one of those uh, you can you can tell like uh, uh what you call it um came here as a refugee with like a big hopes and stuff changed the really? life really yeah about like uh 10 years ago and um uh, uh, my background from back home is completely different than what i've been doing here mm-hmm. but uh, as soon as i entered um in the states i definitely i entered the world of cosmetics and fragrances as well and ever since being involved uh, with cosmetics closely and then for the past six years i've been doing management of uh, in cosmetic world, mm-hmm. different different stores, different territories, um, dealing with you know, also customer services is one of one of the the main things I've been um, conducting and been um, implementing uh, in the, all the territories that I've had, and um, yeah, so I've been very uh, closely monitoring and um, working and and taking in all the knowledge about um, cosmetics, skin, fragrances, and per- personal, very personal level of uh, helping people to get to um, to identify themselves, to know themselves, um, and basically uh, help people to resolve and become a better person through natural experiences and um, 
what what you may call it in you know uh, beauty but in a different type of beauty mm-hmm. so i like the if we can double back i want to know a little bit more about um how you switched into the beauty cosmetics industry from what you were previously doing because you were talking about being a refugee and i'm pretty sure that that um going through that that experience is what really led you to launch out and come to America and do something new. What I have um what I have been able to uh gain knowledge of is when people come from a different state, they always jump into something new or it's just like hit the ground running because of where they come from. So if you could talk a little bit more about what you were doing before you got into cosmetics, I think that would be beneficial for the listeners as well. Absolutely. So my background in uh, in back home was uh was was civics it was in civics civic engineering oh wow you're yeah, an engineer completely, yes I, I had my degree and i was working in civics but then very early age um i was yeah, you know discovered i might add mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that because i always have this leadership in me like i always have this um you know yeah just taking charge and, and you know leading in some very early age like i want to say around 22 right after i finished my education um, I got picked by this uh, very small company, mm-hmm. um, whom the owner whom I I, I knew mm-hmm. uh, from far. But then uh, I started working with him. Like um, at first, first few months, I was like uh, employed and I was uh, you know on salary, uh, getting paid. But then um, he he saw something that I don't until today. I don't know what he saw, but uh, he felt like I can do more, and I, I I can do more than just being like employed. So he started giving me charges of smaller contracts within his his own contracts, mm-hmm. and then um, gave me like a small crew to to run, and uh, that that was sort of like after three months I became uh, entrepreneur and working under the, uh, you know subcontracts under his contract, and then um, that. Uh, took off from there and then it ended uh, after a year like becoming a, a, a co-owner uh, of, of his company and mm-hmm. a partner of, of his thing so I started running uh, a multi-million projects and uh, machinery and over 20 people under me at the age of 23 I was just like a leader of, of a massive uh, productions of, of civics in back home and uh, he, he was giving me more and more power every day so that was a way for me to be able to um, kind of um, being able to coordinate every, everything, basically, mm-hmm. to coordinate uh, the timing-wise and uh, getting the best out of people and getting the best out of the money and, and, and the time and, and whatnot. Um, it, was, uh, it was great. It was a great experience. So I had that under my belt when I came here as a refugee. Things happened. Um, that person passed away. The company was, uh, wasn't doing all right due to cancer. Uh, and then um, my parents really wanted to, because my brother left with his wife as a, uh, they came over here as a refugee. My parents really, uh, we're, we're a small small family, four people. Mm-hmm. Like my, fa- my parents really wanted to be close, um, all of us together. And then they were foreseeing an opportunity in, in the States and whatnot. Uh, and my first uh, in, intention was just to give it, giving it, uh, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Just give it a try being here to see uh, how that, goes and if not i was i was ready to to return and, and you know continue the, the life that i was about to build and back home came coming here it was an entirely different world like it's not what you were thinking what you envision and you what you what you imagine it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh for you so coming over here 
uh, it was very random and accidental my entrance to cosmetic world I was just shopping mm-hmm. at one of one of the Macy's stores when um, one of one of the ladies in cosmetics like uh, uh, it's uh, everything started with a smile. She was like, and I was joking and smiling. I was like, mm-hmm. she, he was she was flirting like, with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to. <laughs> probably it wasn't. It wasn't mostly like me. It was probably was the subject of flirtation. Uh-huh. If I might add. Uh-huh. And, you, Alex yeah, is very <laughs> handsome. Just let you guys know, FYI. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh, I'm flattered. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, like the intention was just like, and I and I don't think I had the confidence back then because English wise. And everything else i don't mm-hmm. think i had the confidence to flirt with anyone but it was just like a pure like shopping experience which i would suggest is like hey your looks is good and you you have a beautiful smile would you like to be in cosmetic business i'm like and i, I it was i was too fresh i want to say that was my second week of being in the united states too fresh too rusty with english and everything else i didn't even know where i should start from i knew i wanted to continue education and and um acclimate in the most professional and um efficient way uh, if I might say mm-hmm. but I really didn't know where the start is and so mm-hmm. that gave me an opportunity and I and I went and interviewed for, for a position and fragrance part-time position mm-hmm. and uh, I got the job I got the job and everything really uh, started from there. that was 10 years ago and uh, I want to say uh, October 2009 and um, more than 10 years now and so after that, always having the experience of managing and leadership in, uh, in, in under my belt. Once I and I and I signed up to the school too, uh, to Pasadena. I, I wanted to you know to, to try something else. Yeah, I mm-hmm. went to uh, TV um, production school mm-hmm. and courses. So just wanted I wanted to fortify and take my English to to different level. At the same time, I always had my eye on opportunities where I can you know take that leadership back right, and, and, right. and become you know more comfortable than what I do because uh, servicing people and and being in, in um, fragrance business it was it was as awesome as it was and as as uh, a really sweet experience as it was but it's never uh, fulfilling for a person who's experienced a large management level as, as I did mm-hmm. so uh, but it was working out because it was part-time and I was able to do my school and once I, I, I finished the school and that's when I, I was like you know I, I was taking charge from, from the, the, the small territory encounter that I had mm-hmm. and then the opportunity presented and then the coordinator position opened up and I was the first to um, raised my hand it was easy from, from there on they just picked me they wanted me yeah and, uh, with a big company like um, uh, Procter & Gamble was, was my uh, my oh. first thing that's where oh. I, yeah that was where that's where I got my first academic management um, experience in the United States which it was a huge learning curve Ex- yes it was a huge I learning I can imagine curve. and I liked everything about it because of um, the way the, the, the company structure was it was really dignified Mm-hmm. Really, really, uh, th- th- put some. I have a certain uh, way of management which is more being close to people and try to to get the most out of people in a in a nice way, not mm-hmm. just like a dry um, um, bureaucratic uh, management system way. Right. And then PNG had everything, and then and just like it helped me to um, to understand the, the management, like balancing between the numbers and uh, personal skills and and. Uh, you know uh, all those um, interacting uh, in, uh, with people in, mm-hmm. a, in a different way at the same time being able to to get the most out of that so and then from there on it's all history and it's like one company to the other <laughs> right I, I love how um, 
you mentioned that you had all this leadership management experience. Then when you came to the U.S., you end up getting more personable skills to really help you advance in your English, which also brought more relatability and connection to how people live in the United States because it's definitely different from where you come from and really help mold you and give you those transferable skills that you can emerge, merge and learn along the way. Absolutely. So I think that's a beautiful thing and that's a huge accomplishment because it was it shows resilience and perseverance and ambition and a lot of people they lack that when they face adversity but you took that and you use it as fuel so that says a lot about who you are and i did that is um commendable in my and from my Thank eyes you. you're welcome and miss carol you talked about you know your your father did you feel in, in any way obligated to go in the same industry or were you more co- compelled to go because you saw the passion from your father how was that for you i always had passion for cosmetics for beauty um, to make people feel really confident and feel better about themselves so this is something that i started and entered this kind of business knowing that i love Mm-hmm. that and I had passion about it mm-hmm. I didn't feel at all that I have to be pushed to go there mm-hmm. um, I loved every minute of it and it's been you know um, a long journey but nonetheless one of the best and I would not change it for the world so I've been with kind of like to I'm um, similar to Alex um, story um, I've been with different companies. I've worked with Clinique um, for a long time, mm-hmm. dealing with skincare, different skin. Got a lot of trainings along the way. I've worked with um, also Chanel Cosmetics mm-hmm. and ended up with you know another brand um, again. Yeah, I saw that. Dior. Mm-hmm. So been with so many different. Um, um, skincare lines, skins, um, beauty business. Um, so all this combined help us really drive this business a little bit better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I was reading you guys' bio, and I saw that you guys work with Gucci, Christian mm-hmm. Dior, and I was like, oh, they they work with some really <laughs> good brands. We did. How, what, um, what would you say was the most memorable time of working with either of those brands like where there's a where there was there a moment where you were like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing but I'm gonna do it anyway or was there moments where you feel like oh I get this and like what was that for you well in the beginning yeah any any job that you enter you feel like oh what am I doing how am I gonna do this but then you know you always have or you meet someone along the way that can help you and hold hold your hand or Mm -hmm. give you the confidence and in this in this um situation um, Alex and I worked together the Mm -hmm. last few years and he had a lot of experience in and fragrances and I had a lot of experience in beauty and cosmetics so Mm -hmm. together we were able to tackle that and really bring it to the next level in mm-hmm. the business world i have a funny moment okay <laughs> let's hear it a great experience so when i um uh, I, I was approached for the for the coordinator job for, for the first time here and, mm-hmm. and i which i was absolutely all invested and wanted to to, to do that like uh but I, I I thought it would be like you know just <laughs> super easy, mm-hmm. but then um, when I took over, uh, I had some of the stores 
that I, I was, you know, the salesperson in, and it was, it was challenging and hard to change people's perspective. It was like, oh, that salesperson, and he was always goofing around. Mm-hmm. Now he's a manager. <laughs> he's an executive. So mm-hmm. to change that into, uh, to different, to gain that respect as a, um, as an executive now, because it's a different task. It's a mm-hmm. completely different task. And uh, and I was a go-getter, and I and I wanted. I was very ambitious, and I wanted like you know high goals and stuff. So I was my very first uh, challenge I, I gave myself was like to become uh, number one in the United States mm-hmm. in, in certain thing, whatever that that thing might be. I always like number one, like you mm-hmm. know, it just looks cool. So, <laughs> so who I, doesn't want to be number <laughs> one? Yeah, but. Uh, Everybody wants to be number one, but who's ready to put in, put in the, the work? The work, yeah, the effort that that takes. So I made my first number one fragrance launch in the country, volume mm-hmm. wise. I want to say is like the first year that I became the coordinator. What fra- then, What fragrance is that? It was Dolce Gabbana. One oh, of, one of the Dolce Gabbana. So all that um, in the bio that you saw, like the, you know Gucci and Dolce Gabbana, uh, I think they were like part of the portfolio of, of Procter Gamble, uh, oh. Gamble at that time. Okay. Uh, but they were licensed uh, to to do the fragrances, and that's what we were pushing. And so the first fragrance, Dolce Gabbana, made it number one in the country. It was kind of like eye-opening, and it was like wow, the whole mm-hmm. country brought the eyes back because because the biggest store it's uh herald square in new york so we beat mm-hmm. that store uh they weren't they were they weren't expecting it so that happened and then uh the expectation went like skyrocketing from there on and then they were looking and every fragrance launch will come around they were mm-hmm. looking and see what our territory is doing so after that i made four more <laughs> beating herald square back to back uh and it, it, that was one of the ways of of being able to to manage people to just give them some personal goal and um some personal mo- something more than just doing your day-to-day job it's right like, you know there's more to this you can mm-hmm. push it to, to the higher level you're gonna be doing something that you've never experienced doing it uh but it's all rewarding it's amazing so that's when like you know i, I became like famous sort of number one fragrance launches and then ended up having five uh, and then we transitioned to other companies and then um Towards the end, it was with, with Dior and, and Carol. Uh, we Is were that able, how you guys we met? Able, that's how we met. In Dior, like, yeah, doing a project for we, Dior? We collided, yeah. Oh, um, tell me more, Dior. tell me more. Yeah, well, to Carol, go ahead. With, with Dior experience. <laughs> 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 you continue. So You're like, doing you a continue. great job there. <laughs> Well, with Dior, they gave us uh, an, an underperforming um, territory. I, I feel like we're kind of getting far from what we were doing this. Uh, this no, this is fine. This is fine? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this, so, this is raw talks. Okay. This is unfiltered what unfiltered. people need to hear how okay. you got to where you are. Like, yeah. this is more, this is fine. So, technically, uh, I, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. for a long time and I feel like if people work for people they right. don't work for companies the right. company name can be anything on the paper or anything out there uh, it can mean nothing or it can mean everything Right. so the managers from the, the, the lower managers to the higher and then the structure of a company tells a lot about the company and, and how much people will be devoted you can have the, the best product and uh, you can have uh, the best advertisement out there in the market. You can have uh, commercials in every uh, TV station. You can have like you know banners in every mall. Mm-hmm. Once that company wants to become number one and becomes uh, the best and really complete the, the pieces of the puzzle 
and and make the the company uh, successful on a long run. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about short run. On a long run, mm-hmm. uh, my experience in, and what I learned from um, working with uh, with Procter and Gamble as my first. Uh, company that I work in the United States is to take care of the people. Right. It's it to it's to give attention, pay attention to the people who are on the floor, uh, doing the 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 labor basically, and and doing the 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 bottom bottom uh, level of of the job. So you no, gotta, absolutely. You got to take care of them. So what I always try to do is is to have that that uh, personal relationship with everyone and give give them um, something higher than just like a digits and, and that numbers goal something mm-hmm. motivational for them to be able to so when we took the territory that uh, Dior gave us it was it was underperforming massively and uh, it was a huge task and uh, so and the new people for me was a new territory for Carol was like a uh, kind of familiar territory but a different division which was like fragrances and uh, we we just like really uh, brainstormed. We absolutely agreed on most of the things that. Uh, that most. <laughs> most. Yeah, we definitely had like you know differences in in our opinions about how to. What we what we what what we always agreed on was like how to perform and how to approach, and we both agreed on um, putting people. Uh, first mm-hmm. what they what they didn't experience before made it very personal it was a lot of work and uh but soon after the second year we were able to make our territory number one in the united states as far as volume with dior fragrances right so that was again another number one <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you and your number one <laughs> nobody seemed like working. nobody cares about number two and three you right well one. our technical mamba was... mentality <laughs> mamba mentality you're right you're right <laughs> I think that um, just by you guys being able to work with each other on a project where you had to come together and merge your knowledge, your skills, your abilities, and your willingness to learn something new to execute a project, I think those are key elements in partnership. Which brings me to my next question. When did you guys decide to be business partners and open up Pamper Me Spa and open it up in this city of Azusa? Well, actually, you know, just knowing that we both were very driven and Mm -hmm. we both know that we can work together Mm -hmm. very well and we can bring things uh, to number one, to Alex's point. Mm -hmm. This is when we decided that we need to take, you know, matter in our hands and bring something, you know, new to life. Um, We wanted to both be our own, you know, bosses mm-hmm. not having to work for anybody else we're both like very like um how am i gonna say it like leaders and independent yes, and, of course and we like to lead and we know that we can bring things uh to number one and we can grow a, a business like that so we decided to you know go and move forward actually we had a different um goal a mm-hmm. different thing in mind that we wanted to do but once we got into this place we were like oh okay mm-hmm. this place can be a spa just mm-hmm. knowing that we have five rooms it was, it was just like perfect everything was perfect and how we decided to come into Azusa actually we didn't have the Azusa in our mind at mm-hmm. all we started in Monrovia oh okay and yeah because it, it's really popular it's like a yes, popular yeah. rich exactly. city or whatever exactly. yeah however it was really tough 
you know, with the rent mm-hmm. and just knowing that oh, it was yeah. so expensive. Having to start and um, start a business, it's you know, you have to start from you know from zero and just build it. It was really hard to start from zero and being able to. Uh, you know, make some money mm-hmm. with a high rent. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we were lucky to have a great um, uh, real estate uh, person that helped us and said, you know what, I have a great, you know, place. Why don't you guys go see it? So we came in and the rest is history. We yeah. decided to move forward and come to Azusa. So were there any roadblocks when actually open up the store anything that was challenging that you could probably think of absolutely everything was roadblock <laughs> when you're when you're an entrepreneur you want to start something from fresh everything is a roadblock right like you can change your mind in the middle of the, the process easily mm-hmm. like, because you know it's it's capitalism and the time doesn't stop it's not really that easy you still have to be able to take care of your rent your life your your uh, your you know daily life and expenses and being able to to add something to that it's it's really not easy mm-hmm. uh and um yeah the first first roadblocks was like um the place itself when we we opened we we liked the place the location and where it's located at and how it's the the layout inside mm-hmm. but from what you see now and what it was before it's it's huge <laughs> there's a huge difference mm-hmm. and um so yeah I was just thinking about that and being able to to transform this this place to what it is now that's the first roadblock uh being able to get um all the terms and conditions that we wanted into the in the contract was another one all the licensing from um for esthetician license and for different rooms, different licenses and stuff, it was something we didn't really foresee. Right. It get complicated that much. Mm-hmm. But again, once we started, uh, we, we launched and we had um, the business mind that it, this this is going to uh, happen and we're going to make it successful. And there was like a, the roadblocks became like more of a more of a bumps. And uh, we just like went over them one after the other. Right. Just taking that really passionate uh focus of like no we started then we gonna finish it and i think that that's been a consecutive um like spearheading idea that you guys have taken on since even before you met each other individually then when you came collectively it just made it even more dynamic i think that's that's exactly why we this partnership even happened mm -hmm. because uh I had a bad experience with uh, having partnership in the past with like di- different uh, uh, projects that I started and, then, and obviously it didn't even end anywhere. That's why uh, I was still in cosmetic business. That was my first first try, first attempt was definitely failure with partnership. Mm-hmm. And I promised myself I'm not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do partnership again. And the reason why it happened was because we think alike and uh, we got along uh, during the, the project that we had mutually mm-hmm. and we thought this is gonna happen if it was anything other than that this wouldn't have started to mm-hmm. begin with uh, so the personalities and then the, the similar way of thinking and then as you said like spearhead way of thinking like just go in tackle that and everything's gonna be all right mm-hmm. uh, that was um, definitely uh, a quality that we have in common uh, we're not scared easily mm-hmm. we don't uh, set down uh, and we don't put down any project once we pick it up mm-hmm. it's gonna go all the way till we finish it 
and um, we have like a mutual trust and uh, that's why we felt like you know we can start this and we can we can um, you know stick by the project and, and finish it and spring it up I love that because it's a different level of accountability Miss Carol did you want to say something I was just gonna say there was a lot of roadblocks um, like Alex mentioned but definitely we did roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. I I remember just getting in here and thinking, okay, so this is easy, we can get it done. But you know, every day we did face, you know, a situation that Mm -hmm. we were able to tackle Mm -hmm. and, you know, overcome day after day. But it was really, really hard in the beginning. But you know what? If you would ask me if I would do it again, I would do it all over again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, that's beautiful that you can say, like, I will do everything yes. the same. Because for me, I asked myself this question the other day. Like, I always ask myself, every time I enter a new season or enter a new project or something, I always look back and say, Brittany, is there anything that you will change? And I will say, absolutely not. Because if I change anything, they wouldn't allow me to be where I am now. You wouldn't be the person you want to yes. be Yes, and I wouldn't be able to persevere through things and obstacles that come my way because I never had the quitter's mentality. It was either, like you guys said, all or nothing, you know? Nothing. And even if something doesn't work in that particular time, just cultivate and thinking about it saying you know what in the right time it's going to happen and not giving up on an idea so like that is so admirable and I feel like a lot of the things that you guys said is going to be able to help somebody else especially with you even being a male and female uh, partnership like things can work if you want it to work and if you really just buckle down and focus and keep the lines of communication open which it seems like you all do then anything is possible would you would you say that like just keeping absolutely. the balance and respect? Absolutely. absolutely, you gotta have like one focus, one objective, and you gotta make that very clear. As uh, late Kobe always says, uh, I, I know I refer to him a lot because he was really a role model, an amazing uh, person. Yeah, an amazing person. Uh, I, I still listen 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 to, to to him um, talking when I'm doing my workout and, and whatever. Doing your workout. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, you just have to have a clear objective. You gotta be one thing. You gotta be clear about is where you're going and where you want to achieve. Everything else is gonna fall into the place once once you take the steps. And uh, as they say, um, a journey of million miles started with 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 a step. Uh, so that's exactly uh, how we think about it. Like you know, there's arguments on the way. There's like difficulties. There's like good days, bad days. Of course, but quitting is the easiest thing you can do. It's sticking by your idea and your your you know what you believe firmly, and making it success. That's the difficult part, and that's why not everybody resists in this uh, you know open market. Right. Only the ones who are really, uh, they have the tough skin and they, they stick to their mentality and, um, until the end. That's that's how you succeed. Absolutely. Um, this, this brings me to another question that I have for you guys. Um, I know that, how long have you guys been here at this location? How long has the store been open? Um, it's been open since um, November. We started November 6th. Of 2019? Um, Yes. Yeah. So what? It's very new. Yes. Um, but we were able to really get it up and running in one month. Oh well, you you wouldn't you wouldn't 
you can't tell that it's like a new space. You, it feels like it's been established for a while, you know? Um, Thank you for saying that. Yeah. It, I mean, you, you can see, I mean, a lot of times when you go to a place and it's, it's new, it's not all the way decorated, they still trying to move and get things together. Like, it looks really professional here, really welcoming, wholesome. It's beautifully decorated. Like, I'm a decorative person. Like, the couches, the walls, the, the, like, everything, the lighting. Like, I'm really a girly girl when it comes to that. So, visual, being visual and it being beautiful is definitely one of the things that is a, a, a eye opener and like intriguing a person to come and you know get services. So I I commend you guys on that for 2020. Yes. Are there any goals for 2020 that you guys have? Um. Actually, our first goal for this month is to get paid. <laughs> to get what? Finally paid. getting paid. Oh, get paid. Get paid. Yes. Oh, okay. For all the money that you've invested so yes, far. For all yes. the money that we invested. But it's basically, yeah, to definitely, you know, take some money home. Because, you know, in the beginning it's hard. And they always tell you if you have a new business, especially if it's a small business, it's going to take you from six months to one year mm-hmm. to be able to take money home. But, you know, we did persevere. We did a lot of advertisement. We... Um, been working really hard and technically we've been working like seven days a week mm-hmm. without a day off and we just, this is what bring us to being able to hopefully this month take some money home and get paid mm-hmm. both of us yeah. yeah so that's exciting and this is something that's kind of that's keeping both of us excited and to work harder and to succeed and and to make the best out of um, the Valentine's month Mm-hmm. I just want to add something in, in addition to whatever she said, uh, which I, you know, uh, affirm. Uh, it's it's really stability and then mm-hmm. recognition mm-hmm. too, because we brought a new service, a, a one of a kind uh, spa type, based on what all the um, uh, clients who are from Azusa coming in saying, quote unquote. It's um, we didn't have such a place. Now we don't have to drive to other cities to mm-hmm. get to get this experience. Mm-hmm. It's to expand this and um, to be able to kind of broaden our, our uh, recognition over the city of Azusa, and uh, perhaps even you know Monrovia and Glendora too, which we do have some clients coming from the near cities and um, suburb. Uh, I want to say yeah I want to say like to uh, broaden uh, our you know clientele over the city of Azusa mm-hmm. and uh, stability you know to, to, to get to the level of st- uh, stability uh, so that way we can you know take care of our families and um, being able to, to get paid and to being able to continually um, render the services that we do now mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the future is definitely expansion is on, on the horizon mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, definitely definitely it's not gonna stop over here right uh, forward thinking and planning more yeah, more spots yeah. in different locations yeah Absolutely. but but just just like a, a little kid so <laughs> we just started like walking now you know uh-huh. once you're like comfortable with walking and then we're gonna it's take crawling the, now it's crawling, it's crawling. It's crawling. It's crawling. okay we're not even walking yet. Start walking. so next <laughs> next yeah the the, the you know the future is uh, being able to walk without falling mm-hmm. and then, then we're gonna start running yeah i love that and i i i believe that you guys are going to do exceptionally well um with this month and moving forward because just who you are 
you know, the story that you have, the personal bullness that that you carry, just a warmness. There's a warmness with with you all. I just wouldn't be sitting here interviewing no anybody. <laughs> but um I feel like it's it's a it's a season and a time for all the th- you guys have put in all the time that you have sold all the people that you've helped um things that you know happen behind closed door that you didn't get that recognition for you'll get it publicly in this in this season and i'm just in agreement with you all i'm gonna support you guys and definitely spread the word because i believe in what you're doing here and you know genuine people when they care like you mentioned earlier caring about the people care about how you treat people that's under you and the people that's receiving service from you because you have a people's mentality which is also the gift of administration um helps with what you guys are doing um you guys don't know but my master's is in public administration and everything that we do is supposed to administer to the public in moral ethic uh being ethical having integrity being efficient and being and executing everything that we can to the public so that aspect is what you guys encompass in your business model and plan so Oh, and in addition to whatever I say, I know I'm talking a lot, but... Um, no, you're fine! I'm feeling it! Go ahead! <laughs> That's what I want you to do! I just want to say, if it's very rarely and, and seldom you go to a spa and you meet the owners. Right. One, one, one's greeting you. Right, <laughs> exactly. Right, you know, front desk and the other one's doing your facial. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's seldom. You don't see it. Majority of the places have that... Uh, you know, monetizing uh, and quantifying mentality of a commercialized place where I can multi- multiply my business to to five different locations where I don't even have to be in the spa. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it's that's that's the mentality behind. Like I mean, capitalism capitalism uh, dictate that, mm-hmm. but uh, people take that and and run with it. It's just like they open the first place and then. Uh, um, up to the next and then to the, the next, next to the yep. next and the next they just never want to be involved well here we are we love people mm-hmm. and uh, we do feel like if if your intentions are not pure and if you're not here to serve people you won't last long right here we are we're putting all the um you know our all the our experience from you know years and uh, we just want to make this successful we're not going anywhere we're here every day here every day yeah no i like uh, it also goes back to when you're talking about working for all these big brands gucci you know Mm -hmm. clinique and things like that you don't know the face behind the brand and i think with my generation and generation that's coming after me is we want to know who are you we we we're like the more of like no we need to know who you are before we can really like commit to this brand especially if you're new and developing the ones that's already established we would desire to know who's actually behind the brand but the ones that's up and coming we want to know we want to see we want the personableness we want that raw and authentic truth which explains why you guys are here on raw talk tv <laughs> um, raw talks will ignore because that's the that's the uh the persona and that's the image that I want to bring across is having these intimate conversations with the people behind the brand so that people can feel more susceptible in supporting something that is true and authentic and know that you're like one of us. You go through trials and tribulations, but you aren't doing every day. And that just brings me to my final question. Um, cause it's been so amazing thus far is what advice could you give someone designed to break into the beauty and cosmetic industry who may be discouraged because it seems like a populated market in in this industry mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna start first and i'm gonna hand it off to carol 
or you haven't talked for a while. No, 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 <laughs> 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 you just love the mic. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, my advice really is uh, if you're starting to make money, don't start at all. If you have... Uh, if, That's good. Yeah. If, if you start... Let me say that again. He said, if you're starting to make money, don't start at all. Yeah. Don't don't put your mind on like, oh, I'm going to start and it's like a lucrative business. Seems like, you know, a lot of people are making money. I'm just going to jump in and open a place. It's definitely going to work. Don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't start that way. We didn't think about... Uh, extracting money or anything uh, and you know we're, we're happy with the progress and eventually everybody needs income to to survive but if you're thinking that don't start at all uh, put your heart in it mm-hmm. first know what you're gonna do place your location wisely and um, you know be updated with the market out there know that it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. and know that you're gonna be a per- people person in uh, in order to be able to to be successful and know that there's going to be a lot of work mm-hmm. and always leave some room for unexpected challenges because there's going to be a ton of it so buckle up <laughs> <laughs> i like that i second that <clears throat> but i also say that whatever you want to go into you have to have passion that's one thing because you do have a lot of roadblocks and if you don't have passion you can't continue Mm-hmm. It's all about persevering. It's all about, you know, being a bulldozer. Like, whatever, just something faces you, you need to keep on going, keep on trying, and, and, and don't stop. And yes, we, we, you don't get paid in the beginning. So what? You're mm-hmm. just doing what you love to do. And it has to be like a present. Like, when you're coming to work, when you're waking up in the morning, you think it's like Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. you're waking up in the morning, you're opening those gifts, you're excited. Mm-hmm. It has to be like this, um, knowing that you're getting in your car and you're driving to work has to be like a present Mm -hmm. every single day to be able to continue and 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 again to Alex's point you have to be very innovative and you have to um and and in this job you have to get with other people that do the same job Mm -hmm. for example for me like I do belong to so many different esthetician groups mm-hmm. and that way I can learn from them don't think like okay you have 20 years experience you know it all mm-hmm. you don't know you might have someone that or you might meet someone that's been there for one year but has a lot of knowledge a lot of new things that they can bring into the table um, to help you mm-hmm. so you can pick up that and then you know run with it so I would say just you know keep on learning and keep on you know moving with the market the way it's Whatever direction it's going, you have to go with the market. It's an ever-changing uh, industry, yes. and uh, it's it's revolving every day. Your technology, your equipment can go extinct. The, exactly. You know, oh week. yeah, that so, technology is getting yeah. whoo fast, yeah, and you fast. have to learn. And yeah. I, I, I mean. All the advice that you guys have given thus far, like, has been amazing and definitely confirming to me because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm trying something new. I know that I love talking to people and sharing their stories, and that's what motivates me every day. And I, I've been spending hours just like learning how to edit, how to, you know, make it look good, studying things on YouTube, and like excited about my clients, excited about the people that I'm interviewing, like studying them, seeing, okay, yes, I'm interviewing interviewing them what but what else can I give to them you know Mm -hmm. is there anything other advice that I can give to help promote them grow or whatever the case
case may be. And that's just who I am, you know. And just to be able to sit here and get a, a, a wealth of knowledge is it's just mind-blowing and I myself I always go back and listen to all of my interviews because I take notes I listen I try to perfect and things like that so like you said Miss Carol having that passion and having that fire to get up every day to go after what you love is super important and my oldest brother used to always tell me you know that you're on purpose when you can't retire from it meaning like when you retire, you don't get paid anymore. So if you can get up and do something every day, whether you're getting paid or not, that's how you know that you're on purpose. And you you can never retire from that. Nobody can pay you enough money or no money. That's not going to make a difference because you're going to want to do it anyway. So shout out to my oldest brother of Three Seeds Mentoring. Um, he is the owner of that organization. So you guys look that up and hopefully I'll be able to interview him soon. But I just want to take the time to thank you guys so much again for allowing me to interview you guys interview you all and those of you all that are listening we did a demo um for my first facial and it will be up on youtube make sure that you check that out also you can reach um alex and carol by visiting www.pampermespa.net and you can also follow them on instagram at pampermespa529 be sure to book your uh first appointment i mean it's just an amazing experience and once you get get a facial you're not gonna not come back like that's not gonna happen so i just really want to thank you guys so much for um listening today make sure that you follow me on ig at raw talks tv r-a-w-t-a-l-k-s tv as well as youtube at lenore the light l-e-n-o-r-e-t-h-e-l-i-g-h-t make sure you subscribe comment and hit the notification button so that you guys can stay tuned with what is going on you don't want to miss it so thank you guys i love you and net i'll see you guys next time i just want to say something you you don't know what you made uh history by uh, making two number one We're your number one guest. <laughs> number we one gave guest. You, we gave you your number one facial. Number one yeah. facial. Alex with the number one. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next time.